for anyway. I, I don't I don't understand. Like the the point of the matter is this: you don't want black people in your shit. Fine, don't watch this shit. Move on. <laughs> yeah, stop making yeah. all these like weird ass excuses all the time. Yeah. That's the thing that bothers me the most. Yeah, just, own yeah, it. Just, just like, fucking own it. <laughs> exactly. Just flat out say like, um, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like seeing black people in the lead role. Yeah. Or I don't want to see a black person in this lead role. Yeah, and then move on. Don't complain about it. Yeah. Let us enjoy it's it. It's like, my God, man. It's like every fucking time I just got to hear that rewashed line. Somebody into giving the Black Panther role. I was like, you're proving so many points right now that you're the only thing you can always go, fall back on is Black Panther. Yep. You are showing everybody right now that our representation is so low. The only comparison you can make is Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's so low. The only comparison is Black Panther because we don't have that any re- representation at all. You can't pull yeah. out like a million characters oh, like Spider-Man, right. Batman, Superman, Flash, and all the other millions of characters that have white Anglo-Saxon leads. You can't. Yeah, you go and pull out Black Panther. That's it. Yeah, I never hear motherfuckers say Night Thrasher, Luke Cage, Spawn. It's only Black Panther. Welcome everybody back to another episode of Shoot the Shit. We are back with our legendary 100th episode. It's been a long time. Uh, a lot of stuff got in the way, but we are finally back. And with me, as always, my partner in crime, Mr. Two Beers. What's up, sir? Nada, nada. I hope everybody's doing good out there. <laughs> I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Yeah, it's been a while, sir. I think our last recorded episode was in July. So it's been about a month and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. we had some things scheduled that didn't play out the way we wanted to. Uh, there was some <laughs> stuff that, you know, beers had to get done that kept him out for a couple of weeks. There was some things with me and then there's some stuff where I guess he was not here, <laughs> but, uh, we decided either way, you know, it's been a little bit too long. We don't want to get too out of season. So we are back with episode 100 centennial, sir. Yeah. Oh, how, how do you feel, sir? Episode. What's oh, that? It's, it's a lot. Man. I said 100 whole episodes, man. It's a lot. It's a milestone. It definitely is. It definitely is. Yeah. I, I think all of our uh, listeners are gone because <laughs> it's been so long <laughs> since we did an episode. So we got to kind of build that back up again. But um, mm. <laughs> with that said, though, sir, yeah, 100 episodes, man. I didn't think who would have thunk it. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't think we would have made it this far, but we did. We're here. 100 episodes real quickly sir you've been talking for pretty much almost all of them i think except for like a few i think you missed maybe like two or three if that um mm-hmm. if that probably just one or two but um overall with the show how do you feel um give a little bit of thoughts man on on hitting this hundredth episode oh, like i said it's a great milestone on the personal on the personal level i wish i i wish i uh could do a lot more for the show, if that makes sense. Like I uh, would really love if I could uh, put some more marketing into it, get some eyes on it, that sort of thing. But but outside of that, I'm happy that something that uh, that that we've created together has lasted. Uh, well, that you created and brought me on has <laughs> lasted a hundred episodes. Nah, I say we, sir. I'll say we. I wouldn't put it on me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
yeah, that it's last 100 episodes that we've had our ups and downs, that we've had like some great guests, we've had some stellar laughs. It's been beyond fun. So yeah, it's 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 uh, it's very it's very nice. Uh, I want to ask you this, sir. Do you, by any chance, have any great moments that you want to share? Hmm. My favorite moment is still uh, <laughs> the what the fuck of the uh, the what the fuck of the week where where the the priestess was curing a possession oh. with her vagina. No, infertil- <laughs> infertility. It was infertility. In- yes. Infertility. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that that would still be my favorite of all time. Oh man! Oh man! Yeah, good shows. That, that shit was just amazing. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm with you, man. That was a that was a crazy one. I'm with yeah. you, man. It, it was it's interesting. I didn't expect that. Uh, overall, you know, I I think overall for a show for what we accomplished, I think we did a lot, right? Um, like you said, we had our ups and downs, and it's you know it's a lot of things that go into it. You know, things. In the background of, you know, is it worth it? Should you keep doing it? Those type of things. And I, I'm happy mm-hmm. that um, both of us have decided, you know, to keep it going. Um, even though we've had a couple of, you know, <laughs> droughts in between. <laughs> we were as weekly as we wanted to be, uh, especially with COVID and uh, the norm that we're here. And then me, you know, especially this year with shifting and a lot of personal things that come into play. But um, um, I'm happy uh, I think we've had wonderful guests. Um, one of my favorites, of course, is always going to be Patches. That was like the the episode where he was just behind the whole time. It, it, it was no, no, was that Patches or was that uh, Trouble? Which one? No, Pain. Was it Pain or Patches who was behind all the time? It was Patches, right? <laughs> that was both. That was, was both of them. Actually, it was both of them. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the one where uh, where. Um, where where um they got to a point and uh Payne was like, dude, I don't even know why y'all ain't doing sound check yeah. on this show. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, God. whoa, whoa, oh, calm down, man. calm down, some friend. great stuff, some great <laughs> stuff, man, some great yeah, moments, man. So I I think um I think we've been of course light on the guests. That's definitely something we want to turn around uh to help out with the show. Definitely. Definitely get more. And different exactly. guests, uh, different laughs, different perspectives. Um, but overall, I've enjoyed all of it. Um, so many. I think one of my favorite what the fucks had to be the one where we had Jet on. And it was the guy in the hospital who was licking feet and shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, Yo. no, why are you showing this? Why are you playing this? Oh, man, that was a hilarious episode. That was too good. Yeah, I think that's that might be good. one of our our most watched episode. I think yeah. most listened to episode, I think, was that one. But definitely a, a very, very, very good memory. And I, I think we had a, a lot of good stuff uh, on the docket. Mm-hmm. Um, for this show, it's going to be a very short show. Uh, we don't have a lot of topics. Uh, hopefully, it'll be short, but uh, unfortunately, gaming is in here. So, uh, me and Beers, anytime there's a Sony versus Microsoft, we seem to go at it for at least about three hours. So, I'm, I'm hoping this is a short episode, but, we'll, but you know, us going back and forth, we'll, we'll definitely fill it out. Um, I, last episode, I think I did, I did the monologue, but I'm going to take it again this week, sir. Um, okay. Feel free, you know, to jump in. But uh, monologue, you could say somewhat of a topic, is going to go back to something that we've talked about before. 
Um, and that for me is uh, representation. Yes, folks, we're back on representation. Um, mm. And the reason why we have to keep telling and keep discussing this is that um, in America, a country that's bred off of it being basically uh, a pottle cat uh, soup, as you will, of mixed cultures. That's what America was, is, right? And so mm-hmm. before, you know, you had your Native Americans, then colonization came, and then you had the great um, immigration of many people, you know, whether it was Italian, Irish coming to America to live that wonderful American dream, whether you had um, uh, black people who were brought over as indentured slaves, uh, then you later on come across, you have Indian and Asian, and you have you know, all these, you have so many different cultures in, in, in America, and it's a melting pot, right? And like when you look at Europe, even though it's prom- primarily, you know, Anglo-Saxon, you know, white European, um, there's still a lot of it. You can still see um, American like uh, beliefs where you're starting to get other people from other countries coming into England and other European countries to kind of, you know, making its own melting pot. But America, of course, was one of the very first um, experiments, I guess you could say, so to speak. And America was built up on those ideals. But um, unfortunately, in America, where uh, the majority were Anglo-Saxon, a lot of what is guided and what is shared and what is done is always done from an Anglo-Saxon view. When you read books, a lot of times with characters, they don't describe the characters, but they're often believed to be white. And the reason why they're often believed, because whenever you have a character of Asian or any type of people of color descent, usually there's characteristics that come in with that book and that description of that person of having ebony skin or caramel skin or skin like a somewhat flower, you know, uh, you know, they'll, they'll describe ethnicity of, of that character. So by default, everybody believes everything is of course, white or Anglo-Saxon. And we see that in the media, we see that in portrayal of everything. Uh, the problem is that people have been raised on this for many, many of centuries. Uh, well, actually, you can't say many of centuries because film and all didn't really start until the late 1800s, early 1900s. So you got to really say within the last century, right? Um, we'll do it that way. For visual, for visual. Other, of course, mediums, you know, you could use that. It was beforehand, like writing and so forth. But... I digress. Um, so whenever you we get new things, especially in America, where characters who are normally uh, portrayed as white, which is usually lead roles and other things, um, when they are swapped either gender bent with a female or even not a female, non-binary or whatever, you know, flow or they're non-hetero switch with, uh, I guess you could say queer uh, for, for lack of a better term character, or if they're, you know, Anglo-Saxon, now they're putting with people of color is always outrage and people have to understand um you've had century long worth of uh of a vision of an america that's not really america right america is not anglo-saxon white america is a melding pot and a lot of the stuff and a lot of the uh, mediums that we get of stories and fantasy don't show that and I know now people are complaining with Lord of the Rings because it's European and blah 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 and most of Europe is right. But guess what, people? Black people existed. They always have. They didn't, as Spirit <laughs> say, become 
uh, exist magically after, you know, just for slavery. You know, we've been around. There have been, um, even in Japan, most people don't even know, there's actually been black samurais in Japan, right? Uh, you come to learn that black people have been around. I didn't know this, but I didn't. Did, but did you know, Beers, that in northern um, India, there's actually a black subculture that look at themselves as Indian, but they are descendants of Africans who came over and helped Indian people during their... Um, during their war, I believe, with uh, Britain or their separation, their independence, to come and help them. Um, so they've been in, basically, they've been in India for, like, many, many years. And it considers something, it's all over, right? People move, people immigrate, you know. So it's not, I understand that a country and their normal nationality, maybe, you know, China would be Chinese, you know. Um, you look at Japan, it's Japanese, and, you know, India, Indian, and, you know, so forth. But... There are subgroups of people, and guess what? We're all one thing. And when you look at something like fantasy, Lord of the Rings, it's a fantasy movie. There can be Asian <laughs> elves. There can be brown elves, black elves. It doesn't matter. It is all fantasy. The same thing with the Little Mermaid and all the people crying because Ariel is darker skin. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You need to understand that from a reality we do exist we definitely do i know right <laughs> you know you know we definitely do exist oh man they didn't let these uh these youtubers rodney brings <laughs> yeah and it's like uh, and it's like oh you're looking at it as woke and according to those who don't know woke means black woke now is representation of co-word for black or people of color that so anytime somebody says woke, which has been a, a term that black people have used, that was of course taken <laughs> and re um, re re uh, repurposed into this new negative. Um, that's what they mean. So uh, yeah, you're being racist if you if if seeing somebody brown in your fantasy breaks your reality, then yes, you have an issue. And 99.9 infinite percent chance that you're racist or sexist or whatever you want to put in there. Any ish you want to put in there. And 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 get over it. Get over it. Representation matters for all. You're going to see more of it. Stop it. I'm heterosexual. I don't get offended because somebody is queer is in my movie or me being a African African American male doesn't get offended because there's a woman playing a major role I, I don't care I, I just want to see the story and, and, and don't go with the whole oh I'm not racist it's just that it doesn't make sense and the story is horrible how is the story horrible you tell me would the story be better if it was an all white cast <laughs> Would that make it feel better for you? And that's my monologue. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. You know, it's, it's something that it's a tale that you're going to hear. And I think that unfortunately in America right now, and not just America, it's a movement that's happening in Canada. It's definitely happening over in Europe. Um, and unfortunately, it comes back to uh, white Anglo-Saxons where they feel like uh, because um, they're losing a whole in terms of control, they're being replaced and everything is here to replace them. No, no, it's not that. As a black person growing up in America, I didn't see representation of myself very often. I was forced to adapt other cultures and other things because I had no representation or positive view of mine. 
of my culture. If it was, it was either a rapper, or a sports athlete, a gangster, a slave, you know. But most of the time, it was usually usually a drug addict, a gangster, or a slave was usually the number one thing. And then the positive look outlook was we started to show up in horror movies to die for the uh, best friend's uh, girl, you know, who happened to be a blonde Anglo-Saxon female. And... <laughs> and um, you know yeah, that was that was our, our thing. We we had the noble death of sacrificing ourselves for the for the greater man, you know, for our best friend, quote unquote, or his girlfriend. You know, it, it wasn't often that you saw stuff where you saw a, a character as a doctor, but stuff like Terminator. You know, it was cool to see, and I love the actor. I can't think of his name. I forget his name. The guy who basically ushered in, in T2, the guy who ushered in basically the mm-hmm. apocalypse, who played, you yeah. know, yeah, who played Cyborg Stag. Great actor, by the way. He only plays roles, and I love it. He only plays roles where um, black people are seen in a positive light. Like, he won't play those stereotypical gangster and other roles. He always wants to play something that when a black person sees him, they feel represented and that they could be that person. So, but uh, it was cool to see him, nice, you know. Nice. As an engineer, smart guy, even though he ushered in the uh, the cyborg apocalypse, but uh, you know he tried, he tried to stop it. But uh, but that's what I'm it's saying. Double edged sword. Yeah, yeah. But you don't you don't get that often, right? You don't see us as doctors and lawyers. And I promote things that show us in a positive light, like Seinfeld, which doesn't get a lot. I know a lot of people always say that there's no black people in Seinfeld, but I rewatched it. Yes, of course, there's not as many black people in Seinfeld. They weren't part of the main cast. But when you did get black supporting characters for certain episodes, they are always doctors, lawyers, and they're always looked in a positive banner. Even though we we have the most comical one, Jackie Childs. <laughs> but, but for the most part, all black people that have been black, brown people, people of color that have been represented in Seinfeld have always been in a positive manner. And I respect them for that, right? So, um so yeah, that, I mean that's that's what I said. We representation matters, right? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. As a kid, you want to see a black person. If if the only thing you see is gangsters and basketball stars, that's all you think that you could aspire to. When you start seeing scientists and other things, then then definitely we could be more of a contribution. You know, it's it's more inspirational for us. So yep. And fantasy is not going to hurt your feeling. Anything you want to add to it, Beards? The goalpost moving has been infinite, <laughs> so I just uh, <laughs> I just checked out, man. It's almost as bad as like when you start talking about the um, like police brutality stuff, and eventually somehow, after everything gets debunked, it somehow jumps over to uh, violence in Chicago. Like that's supposed to be the answer for everything bad that happens to like um, whatever whatever is going on between gangs in Chicago is supposed to be uh, reason enough for for bad things that happen to black people all throughout the United States. So like yeah. I said, like the goal, the goalpost just keeps getting moved with this little mermaid conversation. Like uh, two of the craziest ones I saw was uh, conservative uh, blog writer Matt Walsh started bringing up that there's no melanin that deep in the ocean, so her skin would be translucent. And I'm like, what? Dumb. <laughs> dumb. Dumb. And I was like, huh? Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> And then I just saw another one that was like stupid as shit where this dude was like, like, this is a, you, you guys are talking about uh representation. This is a Dan- this is a Danish story written by a Danish author and it's Danish lore. So a Danish person to play the role. And I mean, that's not how this works. No, it's not. It's and I'm not. like, and plus like the, the one that they're doing is based, if we, if we did want to go down that path, the one they're doing is based off the Disney story, not the original, um, the original, like, uh, messed up, um, 
messed up a ta- not the original messed up story because I'm like I, I don't know anywhere in the uh, I, I mean as part of Danish lore uh, crabs who who speak Jamaican and and do a, a reggae songs <laughs> on the water. <laughs> I mean, is that part of Danish lore also? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I didn't read the re- original, but I heard even in Danish, she was even white. She was green originally. Yeah, she she was green. She chopped off her tongue um, yeah. to trade for her feet, and yeah, and yeah. And, at, yeah. and at the end, spoilers, but it's a super old book that was back in eighteen thirty seven. So if you haven't read it, yeah, that's that's on you. She turns into sea foam at the end. She doesn't get the guy. She does not have a happy ending. Uh, there you go. And I and. Uh... I don't know if this is true, but I even heard stories that the story itself, um, even though it was using mermaids, it was um, actually about uh, homosexuality. I heard that recently also. Yeah, yeah. So, so like I said, people, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Mermaids, and most mermaids aren't even portrayed as white. They're usually a, like a blue or green color anyway. I, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, the, the point of the matter is this. You don't want black people in your shit. Fine, don't watch this shit. Move on. <laughs> yeah, stop making yeah. all these like weird ass excuses all the time. Yeah. That's the thing that bothers me the most. Yeah, just, own yeah, it. Just, just like, fucking own it. <laughs> exactly. Just flat out say like, um, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like seeing black people in the lead role. Yeah. Or I don't want to see a black person in this lead role. Yeah, and then move on. Don't complain about it. Yeah. Let us enjoy it. It's like my God, man. It's like every fucking time I just gotta hear that rewashed line. Somebody into giving the Black Panther role. <laughs> I was like, "You're proving so many points right now that you're the only thing you can always go, fall back on is Black Panther." Yep. You are showing everybody right now that our representation is so low. <laughs> the only comparison you can make is Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's so low. The only comparison is Black Panther because we don't have that any re- representation at all. You can't pull out like a million characters oh, like Spider-Man, right. Batman, Superman, Flash, and all the other millions of characters that have white Anglo-Saxon leads. You can't, yeah, you go I, and I pull out Black Panther. That's it. Yeah, I never hear motherfuckers say Night Thrasher, Luke Cage, Spawn. It's only Black Panther. So, Beards. Beards. It's been a while. Mm. Um, we got we got a lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff happened. Uh, while we were gone, we didn't. We never got a chance to cover. So I'm going to give you a chance to cover one of the bigger topics as we talk about a, a topic that came from you that you posted in our Discord, uh, talking about that uh, NBC Universal, owned by Comcast. Uh, there might be a chance that they may be in a merger with uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, which is kind of a funny story. Seeing how that Warner Brother, that Comcast tried to buy. Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers. Yeah, and right. AT&T basically <laughs> put a sledgehammer in that deal and they were denied that deal and then of course we know the history went to AT&T, AT&T basically fumbled the fuck out of it and they literally destroyed Warner Brothers and then now Discovery, uh, the owners of the Discovery Channel, of course bought Warner Brothers and now we're they, they've started to make their changes but before we go into the Warner Brother Discovery stuff. Uh, let's look at just this rumor in itself. Um, do you think there's any credence to this Discovery Warner Brothers NBC Universal merger? What do you think about it? Yeah, I think there's a good chance it could, it could be that um, it could carry some weight to it. Okay, you want to elaborate? 
<laughs> I know it's been a while, but go ahead. <laughs> Your thoughts? You know? uh, it's more content. It's already set up. It's actually, even if you're one of those people who don't feel that like uh, the NBC Universal was doing anything big, they have, they have a lot of uh, loved and cherished properties over there and they're doing pretty well on their own. Him getting those properties and like uh, adding that to their portfolio um not not that it would go up on hbo max pro- just probably more for uh just licensing out properties since that seems to be this guy's go-to of what he's trying to do with the company now is to make money just by like licensing the properties off the other streamers like nbc universal has a great portfolio so maybe that's uh so uh, that's i feel just from that alone it would be worth the uh deal okay okay so this is, of course, coming from the Hollywood Reporter, right? So um, there's some credence to this rumor. It's not like something where you go, oh, well, it's just BS, right? Uh, my thoughts on it is this. I I think there's a lot of stories going around, and a lot of this comes from uh, Comcast and Peacock, right? Uh, there's a lot of blows that they're taking. Peacock is, of course, their streaming platform. It's had a couple, you know, it's had... It's had turbulence, right, in its launch and then gaining an audience. And I think the story, a lot of the story comes from the fact that Disney themselves want to do away with Hulu. Um, So earlier in the week, and I posted this before in Discord, but um, uh, 2024, uh, Disney is supposed to pay Comcast NBC Universal for their remaining stocks. I think Disney owns like 64% of um hulu they don't own it entirely and then comcast owns the other 33 percent this was of course where all of them were all there was three basically companies that were tied into hulu each of them owning like 33 percent of the stock um abc which is disney of course fox which is now disney and comcast right nbc universal and this and that was the whole thing when he bought out fox uh they didn't pay for all of um of uh, NBC Universal stocks at the time. And they said that by 2024, they'll pay off the remaining costs or whatever they want to do. And then, you know, NBC Universal sells stocks and Disney will hold Hulu. But now that Disney Plus is starting to kick off, the, um, the idea would be that Hulu would just go away, right? That Disney would buy the remaining stocks and Hulu goes away. And there was an article that came out earlier that Comcast, NBC Universal, was interested in the Hulu platform itself that maybe there might be a chance that they buy the 66 percent of those stocks and they buy hulu and instead of having peacock you know itself they will have hulu right Hmm. so um then they will move their stuff and think about it from a comcast standpoint right you're saying peacock a lot of people may not know what peacock is but outside people know what hulu is hulu's been around for over a decade right it was one of the first streaming platforms it has name recognition. You move all your content to that. To a normal person, they just know they subscribe to Hulu, right? Whether the content is starting to change or you get more, they don't understand it really, right? Who's piloting it? They don't understand that it's, you know, co-piloted by multiple companies. So that was the initial idea. So no one knows what's happening with that, whether Disney wants to pay off the remaining stocks or Comcast wants to buy it. And I think now that all, from, from that story, I think now that it's, it's looking like more that Peacock is having problems and Comcast is trying to find a way to solidify its footholding in streaming, right? They know, they know streaming is big and the idea is whether or not they merge with uh, already 
well-known streaming platform like Warner Brothers Discovery, or they try to buy out one that is just like Hulu. And I think that's where a lot of this uh, information is coming from. And, yeah. and I think when you look at all of it, I don't know how beneficial Warner Brothers Discovery would be, right? I'm guessing that it would be a Hulu-like thing, but um, I'm not sure how that works, right? Because like Discovery bought AT&T's Warner Brothers, right? And now as we we're about to transition to, they're canceling a lot of programs and they're starting to take stuff off and they're starting to push their own stuff on and change the platform that basically surfaced like everybody and they're basically trying to turn it into a mature only HBO-esque you know platform right streaming platform right and mm-hmm. I don't know where Comcast NBC Universal comes in because a lot of the content that Comcast has is a lot of family right there they do mature content but let's be honest most of their content their big content is family friendly, right? Not all of it, but some of it, you know, most of it, right? When you look at it, uh, their platforms. So I'm unsure where you have one platform that wants to be mature and one that wants to be family friendly, how that's going to work <laughs> between the two. So it's, uh, it's very curious. I, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think it's going to, and if it's a merger, is it, is it that there, you know, is it going to be a 50, 50 merger? Or is it going to be a 60-40 merger, right? <laughs> Where one company owns another. I, I'm unsure. Typically, usually when NBC buys a company or Comcast buys a company and they take over like NBC Universal or, or Sky or any of the other companies they bought, typically Comcast is usually hands-off, which is a good thing. You know, they let them do what they do. They got people in there. They're not hands-on. Unlike AT&T, who's like, oh, we're going to redo all Warner Brothers and fuck it all up. Right, <laughs> there's different ways you can look at it. So that's why usually with Comcast, uh, when they buy or merge or do everything, I'm usually happy about it. Going back to our whole, if Disney should own Fox as opposed to to uh, Comcast that we had back in the day, I don't even know if we we probably recorded it. I can't remember. Um, but you know, that's that's the whole thing. You know, I like the fact that they leave shit alone. They don't redo it. But sometimes. Like three four three, you you need to give it a hard hand. I know I gotta get my three four three studios to uh, dig in there. But uh, yeah, that's my thoughts really <laughs> on it. Um, anything anything else you want to add to it before we go into Warner Brothers Discovery, sir? Uh, so like um, so there's a possibility that we could say that like uh, if these guys if one doesn't really own the other, but they kind of uh, come together to form an actual partnership. So could we say that there's a possibility that everything that uh, Zalv or how, however you say his name Zaslov. doesn't Zaslov, everything that he doesn't want on HBO could end up like on uh, Peacock. That would be interesting. NBA. That would be interesting. I, I'm 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 gonna be honest with you. I think that if Comcast, NBC Universal can dump Peacock, they will. That's just my thoughts on it. Um, I think that if, if they can move all their content to another streaming service and still get revenue from it, they're going to do that. Yeah. That's, just my, I thought. Had... That's just my thought. They might just make uh, a new one. They may just make a new Hulu where NBC, HBO, Disney is his own, Peacock is his own, and then you have this new Hulu type thing, similar to CW, where it's CBS and Warner Brothers. You know, You might have one of those type of platforms. 
where it's a new one just of their content. Okay. Um, I was also going to say that. Uh, so if this goes through, does that mean that does that mean that WWE and AEW are both under the same banner? Why? What's AEW under? Uh, they're under uh, Warner. Oh wow! For TV shows, <laughs> yeah, 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 it will be the ultimate uh, wrestling package. <laughs> That's quite interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cause I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, NBC Universal doesn't own WWE, but they do own the streaming rights to their shows. Slightly different, but uh, yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. It's very curious. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, we're starting to see less and less streaming platforms, right? I think we're, we're at the moment where you're going to start seeing consolidations, and basically, you're going to see basically one streaming platform for everything, right? Uh, for each of the major studios. Well, I we didn't cover it, but one thing that already came out is that Paramount and Showtime are now teaming up, right? So instead of having a Showtime streaming platform on Showtime, show.com uh, or whatever, now they're going to be under 100% under um, Paramount. So if you subscribe to, to Showtime and you want to watch Dexter or uh, what's it, Hump, whatever, I forget, Yellow Jackets, or any of their other shows, you're going to have you automatically get uh, Paramount Plus, and we've already showed it before how Paramount and Walmart are joining together to be like the next Amazon. So I, I think that you're going to see that go away, and like stuff like Stars is, I think they have a major deal with Amazon, so a lot of the Stars content is automatically under Amazon. Um, in fact, I think when you get Amazon, you automatically do get Stars with it. So I think a lot of the sh- different networks that we see. And all these different streaming platforms, I think in another five years, just like cable, they're going to be under one of the major platforms. And that's just what it's going to be. And you're just going to have your your Netflix, your Amazon, your Comcast, maybe Warner Brothers, Discovery, if they have it merged, and your Disney. You're going to basically have like, and Paramount, you're going to have like six or seven streaming platforms. And they're going to cover everything. And all your content is going to be under one of them. I think that's that's the future that we're going to. As opposed to having like 20 or 30 different streaming platforms. Like BET will be under one platform, right? You know, ESPN is already under Disney. You know, you go to any of the other TV shows and stuff. You know, I think channels and all. I think they're all going to be just under one major platform. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Beards, one thing we didn't cover, and I know you have a lot of choice words, but the people who are listening never heard you to, never got a chance to hear you. Uh, why, why don't you share, so, a while back, uh, we'll say April, uh, the finalization of Warner Brothers Discovery went through, and um, we started to see a house cleaning, so to say, of Warner Brothers. A lot of shows, a lot of content was getting uh, canceled and removed. Uh, of course, one of some of the biggest ones was Batgirl got canceled. Uh, the movie was near done. We never covered it. And um, they basically shut that down. Oh, we might have covered Batgirl. I can't remember. That might have been one of our last things. I don't remember. Uh, no, we didn't get a chance to cover it. No, we didn't. Okay. And then there's a lot of uh, other shows that probably got canceled. There are some that are still there. But like, uh, for instance, the Gumball movie, a lot of the Cartoon Network stuff is, got canceled, the Batman series, things of that nature. Um, it seems that from a Warner Bros. standpoint, they're going with more mature content, uh, more so than family-friendly content. 
And if you are under the family fam- family friendly, or even I would even go as far as to say young teens and teens, um, you know, content is being removed from their platform, and they're definitely just going with like mature rated uh, shows. It seems like at least right now, outside of the Discovery portion, which will be like you know Homes and all that you know HGTV stuff that you see that they'll they'll be bringing in. So, um, what's your what's your overall thoughts on it? Uh, why don't you let share that with uh, everybody, your feelings with uh, the merger, the changes, and so forth for Warner Brothers? Oh, I'm not a fan. I don't like the I don't like how the guy does business and like um there it's a thing that I'll put it like this um if I could see an actual outline or a path of what he was doing I could maybe um I could maybe see this thing like uh this this whole quality thing that people are talking about but I don't even see that in a lot of the decisions that he's making. And, um, and even if I could see that, I still feel that in this business, you shouldn't treat your uh, talent horribly. Like, um, like layoffs happen and during mergers, we all know this, um, things get canceled, things get cut, but it's like, you gotta treat like your, you gotta treat your, you gotta treat your talent with, uh, with some, with some, uh, respect, especially like, when all of these streaming platforms, when movies and TV shows couldn't uh, be made, they completely relied on the anim- on animation to keep them afloat. Like animation became the backbone for these streaming services when they couldn't pump out any new material. So you had animators out there sweating, being unpaid, like burning the midnight oil to get all this stuff out. And then it's like, <clears throat> and then it's like, um, now their business is back, slightly back to, to normal. Now it's all like, oh, we don't need you. Uh, we need to like string the. We need to uh, cut down the budget. So this project is cut. I don't care how far along it was. This project is cut. And for all the animators and stuff who who uh, heard the news first on Twitter before they ended up getting getting the getting a call, getting the information themselves, that's beyond fucked up. So um, not Warner Brothers' fault, that- but continue. <laughs> And then there's like some things that are just like super petty where it's like, um, where it's like, uh, okay, so you want to remove this thing off of your, you want to remove it off of your streaming service because you have this grand vision for your streaming service. Why do you, why are you starting remove, removing it off of other platforms that have nothing to do with your service and you're completely like wiping it off of the face of the earth as if, as if it never existed? Like that, all this sort of stuff just makes me feel like a certain sort of way. It's like I, I feel it's more of um, like uh, the platform really, the um, the actual medium and platform isn't respected more than than uh, anything else about it being about quality. So, all in all, like uh, I'm reserving judgment to see uh, what his, what his version looks like in 2023 when the full merger happens and they do the rename or whatever they're going to do and what and what sort of uh programs are going to be on there but as a person i can tell you uh right off the bat i don't even like what he's doing with cnn right now so it's like i um i can tell you right off the bat i just don't like him that makes sense and um once again the cnn thing is not i don't believe it's on them (laughs) Um, well that's his guy that he brought in to run it so yeah yeah, I, I think the CNN thing is just a normal trend of uh, news media. Um, but uh, my thoughts was, I, like you, I was a little bit alarmed, right? I didn't know what was happening. You know, you see all these cancellations, I'm like, Batgirl? 
come on, man, I want to see Batgirl. What the hell? And you know, you see all these <laughs> these cancellations and stuff, and you hear rumors. You don't like from my standpoint. I don't know what what's good, what's bad, right? I just I just see basically the, the what's happening. And uh, like you, I was upset, but then I took a different idea and look at it, right? Um, the last owners and the last Warner Brothers that we had was other garbage. There was a lot of, there was some good stuff, but there was an awful, awful lot of bad stuff. Um, uh, how they butchered Suicide Squad, how they chopped up Justice League with Josh Weeding. Um, the last Matrix Resurrection movie, Wonder Woman 84. Just tons and tons and tons of horrible, bad decisions. And there was a lot of cost because they were spending tons of movies and it was just it was just horrible stuff. Uh, even the one decision that they made that really cost them a lot of money, uh, them uh, basically bringing all their blockbusters to the uh, HBO Max uh, day one on their streaming platform, I enjoyed it. But from a company standpoint, that was tons and tons of money lost. And when you look at relationships within and within Hollywood, it killed a lot of their relationships. Like legendary, I think it was legendary pictures. The people who do Dune, they were so pissed after they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to take Dune, do day one from the movie theaters, and we're going to put it on our platform for free. Because you got, I know you look at, a lot of people don't look at it, but there's a lot of money. And it's not from just from the studio, but it's from the producers, the actors. There's a lot of money that's lost from that, right? And we kind of saw a little bit last year that we, well, not last year, but a year or two when we covered it, when we were talking about how, they paid Dwayne Johnson and um, uh, what's her face? I can't. I have her name. Um, I want to say Sue Storm, but she's not playing Sue Storm. But um, <laughs> I can't think. Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Um, about how um, they paid off those two actors. You know when they were going to take Jungle Cruise and move it directly to streaming, and of course how um, ScarJo was upset and they weren't paying ScarJo for the amount of money that she could have made. And then, of course, we covered the story with Tom Cruise, how Tom, how Paramount wanted to put their their the new Mission Impossible 30 Days on uh, Paramount. And Tom Cruise was like, fuck hell, <laughs> you're going to give me my 90 days before you put it in, you know, and, you know, for a platform that was, you know, starving for content. And we, we know the impact of it. And I know it's, it's rich in all this other stuff, talking about being rich, but there's a lot of impact from it. And Warner Brothers made a lot of decisions. And I know this doesn't go into animation, but the point of the matter was that a lot of bad decisions, I feel, were made under the last Warner Brothers um, regime. And I think that with Zaslav, unfortunately, we won't we won't see the new Discovery Warner Brother content Probably not until 2020, probably mid to late 2024 and then 2025. That's when we get to see the quote unquote turnaround of uh, projects, right? Because a lot of the 2023 projects are already being done and whether or not they're canceled or not, they were made and they were done under the other regime. So like Black Adam, right? Or Shazam. Those were still made under the last regime, even though um, Discovery's letting them go for it, right? So when I when I hear something like um, uh, Batgirl being canceled and that they, they will rather recoup money than whatever money they can uh, from taking the then rather than you know spend extra money finishing it and putting it in the marketing, I understand that right because when you put stuff on on like 
if you put Batgirl on HBO Max, I don't believe that's going to bring them any revenue. It's just going to bring them loss, right? You're not getting millions and millions and millions of subscribers to cover up that cost for Batgirl. Basically, the people who are there are going to watch it at no extra cost and then move on, <laughs> right? You get nothing from it. So if, if canceling the movie allows you to cut costs and to recoup some of that money back uh, because it never gets out there, unfortunately, you know, for the actors and everybody, so be it, you know. I think that this they, they looked at basically the amount of money that Warner Bros. was spending and cuts had to be made. And, it, and I agree with you on animation. It sucks. It really, really sucks. But the thing is, too, think about it from this standpoint, right? Like, take the Batman, for instance, or Gumball the movie. It's not that they're ultimately canceled, right? The content is still going to be made or is being made. The difference is that the content won't be on Warner Brothers. And I think it's a smarter decision if, say, like Gumball the movie gets licensed to Netflix or Batman gets licensed to Peacock or whatever, or Disney or whatever. It's a smarter decision by their company because, one, the product still goes out there. You still own the project product. And number two, now you're recouping cost and money off of the project rather than nothing by it just being on your platform. Now you're recouping um, licensing. So now if it goes on Netflix and it and it's successful, Netflix license another season or two seasons and you're making money off of it, right? As opposed to it just sitting on HBO Max and not doing anything. So I, I understand, you know, there's a lot more than that. Like you go into the, the YouTube content and stuff like that that they remove. But I, I I look at it from two sides, your side, but then I also look at it too from like, if you if you bought something and you wanted to start from scratch for that and keep whatever you wanted to keep and bring whatever you want to bring, you have to kind of cancel everything else. It's similar to like Disney when they got Star Wars and they started literally doing Sisters Deceits on all EU. And when I say EU, I mean expanded universe, like the books and all that stuff. They killed everything Star Wars that that wasn't the movies. And then they slowly start bringing in what they want. I look at it in the same way here, right? With YouTube and everything. If you want to rebrand yourself in your products and what you do, you have to put a stop to everything. Cut it clean, whatever you want to, and then bring in what you want to do. So that's that's why I at first I was I, I was like you, but I looked at it in a different light. And like I said, I could be wrong, you could be wrong, we don't know. Only time is going to tell. It's going to tell whether or not it was the right decision, correct decision, whether it needed to be done or if it was just a waste, right? We won't know until time comes, until, you know, time passes and, and we can see the finished product. Any comment, Beers, before we move on to the next topic? Yeah, one of the other things about, like, uh, and I and I agree with you, like, um, the previous regime, I thought they, they made a whole ton of mistakes. I was one of the people that was most excited when I first heard that, uh, that discovery was coming in because, you know, I was like, Oh, these are guys who have ran TV programming. So they'll be better at making choices and stuff like that. So like, I, I was, uh, I was optimistic. I was, I was thinking, Hey, maybe we'll get a, um, maybe we'll get a Tom strong series. Maybe we'll get things like that. But it's like right off the bat, one of the first things the guy promised was that he was going to cut. Um, he's going to cut like uh, he's going to cut and save the the company five billion in expenses. Uh, like on his uh, like like uh, I forgot the, the amount of time he said upon arriving there. He hasn't done that yet. 
and like um i just kind of like um i i still like uh like if he was actually doing like when, once again i'll i'll uh, i'll put this down that like i don't know what's what's uh happening on the back end i don't know what type of things they wheels that they have turning in place but it's like everything like what he's doing it doesn't seem like there's no plan there whatsoever like it looks like uh and one of the things i said like you can't even go by the quality thing because he he was chopping things that were he was chopping things that were actually pretty popular um things that were at were actually getting a, a well they don't release streaming numbers but things that were really super popular online so it's like i don't i don't know where he's going at with this if so like uh and like um none of it's making any sense to me you you gotta stop the bleeding first sir you can't make new product until you stop the bleeding sir oh no no i'm not even talking about like making new i know but i'm just saying you have when you say you save money that means cutting costs on projects that are out right now that means you gotta you gotta cut those things right now with stuff that's not going to generate revenue and I got, I think I got, I think Forbes wrote it, but I got to send it to you. I meant to send it to you, but um, after we, we had that long back and forth in the Discord, I said I'm not going to talk about this anymore. <laughs> talk about this for a while, but like uh, Forbes actually broke it. It was either Forbes or another uh, or one of those other business uh, business um, uh, news article spots. They did a breakdown of basically saying that like why canceling Batgirl doesn't actually save them any money. And they were like saying like, it doesn't save them any money on the ta- on the tax right off front. It doesn't save them any money by not streaming it. It's like, they're actually not saving. They're actually not really like the, the percentage of money that there's that they, they get from it is so small and minute that it's not actually affecting them in any way, shape or form. So it's like, it's, that is it's, true. I feel, it's still, I, wait, I, wait, wait, it's still money. And would you have been better off if you didn't see Batman Res- <laughs> uh, Matrix Resurrection or Wonder Woman 84? Would Wonder Woman be a better franchise if you've never seen Wonder Woman 84? Beer? No. Oh, no. So, you, like, so, you, I... so, you, so you're saying if you just saw Wonder Woman, that seeing Wonder Woman 84 did not ruin Wonder Woman for you. It did not put a bad taste in your mouth seeing that movie. Oh, I, thought it was, I thought it was hella corny. There were certain elements of it I liked, though. Mm, nah, but my, that movie trash, dude. Same the thing point, with Matrix the Resurrection. That, uh, that ruined yeah, Matrix, Matrix, Matrix Resurrection was but, but the point I'm getting at is that like there's no reason to make up all this make up all this stuff. If there if there like, but if, it isn't. So if they are getting money back from not showing it and there is proof, whether how minuscule it may be, if they are getting some money back, how is that making up stuff? So like if he said so he wanted like, to save uh, the brand. He said he wanted to save the DC brand by not showing that movie. And the amount of money that it would cost extra to fix the movie with reshoots and do production and to do marketing rollout, extra money after already a, uh, a budget of $70 million that was already ballooned up to $90 million and then needing another extra million on top of that, that's money saved, sir. I honestly don't believe that. I now like you're not um, spending the money on it. <laughs> I know. I just say like I just don't believe that. That's 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 really uh that's really the honest truth. Like um uh, something that like um uh something that like um I don't know if it was Collider or one of those other like uh one of those other um 
people who cover like TV and stuff like that. They said something that was pretty interesting about uh, Discovery's viewer base and Discovery's viewer base mostly being uh, middle America and mostly being like um, like uh, older people of a certain age. And he feel they feel that like um, they feel that like uh, he's trying to basically uh, have HBO HBO like um, be more that way. And it's like you see certain changes like that. Like even though you said the CNN thing is different, we see that with the CNN now. Like uh, we see that with other um, with other things that they have decided to uh, uh, cut program wise. So it's like it's it may it makes me wonder if that if that's actually if that's actually the real deal. If that's actually what like what they're more of they're aiming for. It's not about a quality thing. It's not about like budgeting down and saving money. But it's more about um shaping this into a middle america like a a middle middle america with with an age demographic of like i think like like 35 to like 60 something it said in the article but we'll, we'll if see. that's the case i mean if that's the case that's fine what's wrong yeah, with him I mean, targeted but i say stop bringing cnn because you you can't look at cnn if you look at cnn before bush i mean before trump they're turning back to who they were before Trump. They were they were far right wing. Yeah, they were. Yeah. So yeah, it's, were. and then and now I mean, Trump's gone, and you can't make fun of Trump. They they're going back to what they were. So like I said, I don't blame CNN for for to change. It's just it's like okay, well he's out of the office. Biden's in office. We can't make money off of Trump being dumb anymore. So let's go back to being far right like we were and get back some of that I'm demographic. Still gonna, I'm still going to give that to him because that's I'm the not, guy he put in I'm charge. Not, and not, that's, the, not, that's, and that's, the, that's CNN. That's the guy that's he put CNN. in charge. That's CNN. And, that was that, that's, and CNN. that's that guy's rollout. That's, that's what he wants. That's CNN. So I'm, not like, gonna um, I'm not going to go with that. So yeah, so I like um, to close up on it, I, I have no positive view of where this streaming service is going. I hope I eat crow on it, but like... um. I think it's going to shit, um, and I I personally think uh, I have an over under of eighty twenty that this guy's gonna turn out to be like a a bad uh, Bobby Kotick type leader, and they're gonna fucking oust him after a while. Wow, horrible. But anyway, to close it out. <laughs> Harley Quinn season four. I'm happy. We're getting another season four. It didn't get canceled. It's getting made, and we're still getting Blue Beetle. I'm happy. Let's move on. Yeah, hasn't gotten canceled yet. All right. <laughs> All right. Our last topic we're going to go into. Real, oh, uh, real quickly. I didn't know if you heard, but um, actually, before we move on, Constantine the TV show got canceled, but now they're going to um, uh, basically Keanu Reeves and they're bringing back his Constantine for. I heard. I sequel. heard. Yep. It seems like this new guy wants to keep with a lot of uh, the known shit. You know, as a, as opposed to a lot of, of uh, brand new shit. So we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the next thing we have is um, uh, last topic will be will be Sony and Microsoft and this whole Activision deal. So for those who are under a rock, we covered it. We did many, many, many shows on it. Microsoft went in to buy Activision for like 60 plus billion dollars. Uh, it was probably one of the biggest uh, ones that we've seen so far in gaming, at least from under Microsoft, um, in terms of acquisitions. 
of this, of course, was done, I think, almost a year ago now, right? I think it was, like, almost September, October was uh, around the time when they entered in for it. Um, and then, yeah, so now um, we're going into basically the closing of this. Uh, this acquisition so we have to basically acquisitions any place that for those who don't know any place or any territory where you may sell games or do business there that country's has to uh, okay their whatever their equivalent of the FCC is has to okay the uh, acquisition and uh, we've seen some interesting things uh, going into Brazil most of this stuff is kept under wraps you know it just goes through or it doesn't and then we get details later as to why they thought about it. But um, the story first started with Brazil, who basically puts a lot of their stuff in the open. They don't keep anything secret. So we got to see a lot of stuff. And that was uh, where we first heard that Sony was campaigning that basically Call of Duty was his own entity and not many things can compete with Call of Duty. And that Microsoft having it was unfair um, as opposed to exclusivity and so forth. And Microsoft answered a lot of those questions. And then it came to Europe, where the CMA, um, <laughs> basically, they're, they're, they're siding with uh, Sony, it seems like, almost like they're in Sony's pocket. They're basically saying <laughs> that uh, Microsoft owning Activision, mainly Call of Duty, will have negative implications um, for, for its games. In fact... Let's go into and see what um, Sony's CEO uh, had to say. He said, uh, Microsoft has only offered Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation for three years. And after the current agreement between Activision, Sony ends, Ryan says, after almost 20 years of Call of Duty on PlayStation, their proposal was inadequate on many levels and failed to take account of the impact of our gamers. We want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality of Call of Duty experience and Microsoft proposal undermines its principle in which already uh, it came out from Phil Spencer that in January they said they provided a signed agreement to Sony to guarantee Call of Duty on PlayStation with the feature and content parity, meaning all the extra free shit that they're getting early will, will remain and they were going to keep this deal for several more years. Um, beyond the current uh, Sony contract, which is supposedly scheduled to end in 2024. So he was going to extend it for an additional, what we're hearing, three years. And as um, Phil Spencer says, this goes well beyond typical gaming industry agreements, meaning that when I go in and somebody buys a company, they don't have to keep up the contracts when the contracts are done. We are willing to keep up those contracts. Um, and Sony basically is saying... Oh, this is inadequate. This is inadequate. You guys are making a game that no one could compete with. No one could compete with. And while other companies are saying, yeah, we could all compete with and make a Call of Duty um, uh, 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 opposition, similar like game, to compete with it, Sony's saying that it, they can't and it's impossible. Beards. I'm, I'm sure that most of this is going to go through. We've already passed. It's already gone through the second trial oh, or second boy. phase over in Europe. So most likely um, there's no nothing that's been changed from Microsoft's side uh, when it comes to it. So um, what's, what's your thoughts on all of this? And Sony basically crying about Call of Duty 
not being on their their platform. It's crazy because it's like um, like out of like uh, it it. I just think it's amazing that a company that um that have has basically held games off of another platform for almost a whole life of a the whole almost a whole life of a console to the point that when it finally releases it's not worth anything because the game's been out for years now has the nerve to like say that it's inadequate you can you can already tell that microsoft is uh is 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 playing by a um we see where the ball rolls because it's like if uh if call of like basically when 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 um when uh the, the deal right now is it for it to be for on the uh, on their platform for three more years after the current game, so basically that covers what everybody is speculating is going to be the end of uh, this console era, era in three years. So with that being said, like um, I'm looking at it if Call of Duty continues to be the juggernaut moneymaker on that platform that it does on all these other platforms. When it co- when it goes into the uh, when it goes into the next era, Microsoft will probably just like re up and like uh, and like actually continue to have the game on the platform, just like they do with uh, um, Minecraft and like uh, Minecraft and other games are on uh, that they that they own that are on uh, multiple platforms. Like uh, they, I see no like uh, they have no real reason to they have no real reason to take it off unless they decide they want to. They want to use it to get an, uh, a a leg up on the next um, a leg up on the next uh, console period. As far as Sony goes, they know everything they're saying is pretty much bullshit. And I feel that what Jim Ryan wants is they want either a they want it that they want it in writing that Call of Duty will always come to PlayStation as long as it exists, or b they they want it that it will not come out on Game Pass day and date. And they're not getting either of those. <laughs> it's funny. I look at this whole thing, and it's inner. It's interesting. There's multiple things, and I've told you this before, Beards, and I'm now hearing it echoed before. I think that if Call of Duty went exclusive, then I'm almost 100 percent sure that Bungie will be exclusive to just Sony and PC. I um. Or it could just be, it just comes on everything but Xbox platform. I think... Okay. Also, let's take a, let's take a, uh, another look at it. Right now, Call of Duty, um, even though it's, even though it's third party at the moment, it still basically comes out and does exclusive stuff for PlayStation. It's been like that for years now. Like, PlayStation sometimes gets to play the game early, uh, they get special items and stuff that you don't get on Xbox. So it's crazy that they're even making this type of argument when they're already even doing this right now. Like, but, make but, no mistakes. But, but, but to their point, all of this was done on Xbox first. During the 360 era, all the exclusive free content, extra play first was always on Xbox up until a point. And now, just recently, within the last generation, switched over to Sony. Continue. Well, yeah, but yeah, that's my thing. It's like that doesn't that doesn't still that still doesn't navigate from the argument that like um, this is the way that the game has been played, and you can't cry a, you can't cry unfair now because you you um, 
you're you're afraid that they uh, they may get exclusive rights to to one of your biggest money makers. Like everybody, make no mistake. If the merger fell through, or uh, and if the merger fell through and Activision got broken up into parts, and PlayStation bought Call of Duty, it's going exclusive to PlayStation Sony platform day one. You will not play that game on Xbox anymore. Or if, uh, or if, if um, Sony had had the bucks to actually buy Activision themselves. You are not playing Call of Duty and a host of other games. You are not playing Call of Duty or Overwatch on Xbox anymore. Like yeah. hands down, that that game will not touch that platform. So I, it it just trips me out that like um, it trips me out that Sony is like like a uh, like right with their hand in the cookie jar while they're arguing this stuff to uh while they're arguing this stuff to the CMA who seems to be taking their their um their word for it against everybody else saying the opposite, which is beyond crazy to me. It's like right while they're saying to you that this is bad for consumers, they're holding content from other consumers. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, while they're holding they're they're holding uh consumers captive on one on one platform, you can pretty much play everything that uh that Microsoft uh, puts out on almost every ever every uh, any platform that has Game Pass on it, and then on top of that, like uh, we have one, we have one, uh, we uh, we have one company that has raised the prices of their uh, consoles. They're basically charging people to uh, charge people to to upgrade their games, charging them for uh, charging them seventy dollars for remakes of old games. And now bringing out their their search their their um their new virtual reality uh, helmet when the old one hasn't even been out that long, but they're gonna hit them with the double double sledgehammer that those games on your your PSVR one will not work on your PSVR two, <laughs> something that, that the PS the PSVR one isn't even that old. <laughs> so like, uh, <laughs> or the people the people who went out and the the um I think one million. People bought it. Are are they going to get a couple more games before you send it out to pasture? Now that the new toy is out, like is that how you're going to reward them for spending five hundred of their their hard earned or uh, four hundred, I think, at the time to get that system? So all these fucking anti-consumer um, practices. But no, we we think we think you guys who have been bending over backwards, bending over backwards to paint yourself in the good light, uh, consumer wise. We think you guys are going to be the ones that are bad for gaming. <laughs> I don't get it, man. Yeah, well, I look, I look at this whole situation, and I, I've already, I stated many times to you, they're not crying about World of Warcraft. They're not crying about Diablo. They're not crying yep, about a Wolverwatch or any of the Activision games, Crash Bandicoot, the game that's been on their platform for how many years? They're not crying about that. The only target of this whole Activision deal is one, probably one of the biggest money makers outside of World of Warcraft for them is uh, Call of Duty. And the main reason why is because, once again, Call of Duty is a big game, right? Uh, of course, don't get me wrong, there's bigger games. You got, like, Fortnite, of course, that makes a lot of money, but... Call of Duty makes a lot of money, not only from its free-to-play Warzone adaption, the BR version, but it makes a lot of money from its retail 
and disc version or digital version of their yearly Call of Duty games. And the main reason why Sony has such impact is Sony knows like all these other stuff they don't care about. But Call of Duty is a big money maker for Sony. It makes them billions of dollars, not millions, billions of dollars. Call of Duty is one of the highest selling games on their platform and it's a third party game. And for those who don't know, anytime you make a disc, anytime you make digital, anytime you make any game on PlayStation and you sell it through the PlayStation store or on their game system, Sony takes a direct chunk out of it. Similar to Steam with their marketplace, similar mm -hmm. to Epic and everybody else, they take a chunk. And Call of Duty is the biggest seller game. It's not God of War, it's not Forbidden Dawn or, or Horizon, <laughs> it's, not any of, it's not even Last of Us. Their biggest selling game is Call of Duty and it sells annually, year after year after year. They don't have to wait five years for the next one, three years for the next one. It comes out year after year and they make billions each year off of that game billions so when microsoft says hey we're going to buy call of duty and there might be a small chance that it's no longer on your platform or that it's in day one game pass and you tell talk to a guy who says hey i want to play call of duty with all my bros and then all of a sudden the guy's like dude you could play call of duty and not have to pay 60 dollars and get all these other games for just 15 dollars a month Oh, cool, bet, dude. And then that's what they're going to most likely do. And guess what? They're going to lose revenue. They're not going to lose... They're, it's not going to be huge revenue. I don't think Game Pass is going to kill it to the point where it's huge revenue. But it gets people to think, right? If I'm a mother and I'm going to buy a system and I could buy a $300 system and my son could get all these games for $15 a month, right? And all the games on their system is like 40 to $60. And I don't even have to buy it. Most of the games are all within this Game Pass. And he can still play with his friends. I'm going to go that route. As opposed to paying $550, $600 for another system. And then have to pay $70 every year for a new game. For $70 it's for multiple games. So I think that you're yeah, yeah they're going to lose some money. But I don't think it's going to be a grand... Like, you're not going to see a huge market cap change. At least not yet. I think over time, as things transition, then yes, you're going to start to see as Game Pass gains bigger, 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 then it's going to force Sony to start making changes to their PSN Plus, and then that's where you're going to start seeing that change. And that's what Sony's scared of. One, losing the revenue, and two having to make changes to directly compete with Microsoft. Yeah, they don't want to be competitive, yep. especially like if they just, they they can just coast now and just be number one no matter what they do. Yep. So. Yeah, and, they, and that scares the shit out of them. We're moving into a cloud-only platform, and I've said this before. I said before, I said, Sony's good with sales, Sony's good with their first player. They're going to get a lot of people. They got a lot of people that are faithful. But, and we talked about this when we were arguing console wars. I, but I said, as we transition in the future, once we get there, yes, Sony's going to be in problem. It's going to be a problem. Sony needs to make sure that their cloud infrastructure is set and they're ready to go, right? 
so Sony knows this is coming. They're now starting to make changes to their um, uh, their whole ecosystem to account for this, right? PS Plus has now changed, right? So where it was just before, you spent like $50 and you got a whole bunch of old games. Now you're starting to see more of, um, of a mixture between PSN Plus and PSN. And, you know, you're starting to get a, not truly... Uh, Game Pass, but a somewhat equivalent to it, right? Where you could go and play games. So you're st- in, so you're you're starting to see them move towards it, but they don't want to, right? They still want to make those seventy dollar games, and they still want to make money off of those seventy dollar games. But like I said, man, the industry is changing. Don't get me wrong. Whatever Microsoft is doing for game for Game Pass is not going to last. Once once you get to a certain point, there has to be a point where you you have to cut it and you have to make changes for the betterment to make you more profitable, right? In the long run. Right now, mm-hmm. Microsoft is making, taking cuts, doing what they have to do to make sure that Game Pass as an ecosystem, as a market share, gets to a point that no matter what, if you go to a publisher and yeah, you may not have as many quote unquote console systems sold, but I could say I have X amount of Game Pass customers who then want to target your 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 product. It's a little bit more exciting, right? It's the same thing as a streamer, right? You could say, oh yeah, well, I don't have as many streamers on Twitch, but all my videos on YouTube get 3 million views. It's more enticing, right? In the argument when you want to argue what content comes to your platform or you want to get those endorsements and so forth. So yeah, from Microsoft's standpoint, they understand from a system standpoint, a console standpoint, they're not going to go one for one with with uh, Sony or Nintendo. They're not. The platform, the ecosystem that they're arguing and they're fighting for to get games and all that other shit is Game Pass. And they're willing to take that loss early up front to get all the customers and all the content into Game Pass. Because guess what? Once you're hooked on Game Pass and you're 100% beyond Game Pass and you're at 30 million million subscribers or whatever, you can charge whatever you want. Just like Netflix and all the other people, other companies, (laughs) you you can knock it up or bump it up $2, $5 a month, whatever you want to do annually or whatever, you know, every two months or so forth, every two years rather or so forth. You know, you could do those things. But right now, what they're doing is they're building their platform and they're making it so that Companies, game companies can't turn down Game Pass because the subscription base is too big. It's bigger than consoles. Yeah, like yeah, right, it's a great, it's, yeah. a, it's a smart move. Yeah, like it's like oh yeah, you're talking about PlayStation that has you know I'll just throw out an arbitrary number. Let's say fifty million consoles, right? We'll say fifty million PlayStation Five consoles. And we'll say like 10 million Xbox consoles, 20 million Switches out there. But I offer you, we have 100 million Game Pass customers and we have X amount of them on on uh, mobile. That's a yeah, platform then... you can't touch. And we could bring your product to them directly. Who's going to argue against out... that? Yeah, and then you also flat out turn around and say that, hey... Um... Um, we actually put our games on PC as well. Yep. So I'm like, it's... Who's going to argue that? Who's going to argue that the moment you buy a flat screen TV, automatically you can just go into an app on it and play my game? You don't even have to... You don't have a gateway entry of a $500 console. 
you have it's, it's built in your TV. It's built into your cable boxes. It's built yes, into your yes. Amazon twenty dollar Amazon Fire Sticks. Who's going to argue against that for entry? Trust yeah. me, man. It's a game changer. Sony knows this because it's going to impact their pockets, and that's why they're against it. They're trying to slow it down as much as they can. Uh, that's all I have to say on it. Do you have anything before we go to the what the fuck of the week and close it out, sir? Oh, no. It's just the, the, the whole thing was just like, I, I can't stand hypocrisy. That's all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just it's, it's just so. Yeah. And well, I see all the all the people falling in line to to like back up uh to back them up on this and it's like and then people are saying things like uh feels a snake and a liar and all this sort of stuff and i'm like the and i'm like they literally tried to cripple and destroy the the other platform by basically by basically uh stopping a whole genre of game from coming onto the platform. <laughs> they basically set up there and they they basically set they they basically set up there and like and um they basically set up there and like now even paying blocking fees to stop games from coming from coming to a a subscription service. So it's like I like um and and even with all of that being done, I'm like, yeah, it's all part of a, it's all part of a business. So it's like me hearing them. I I don't care how much it's part of their ecosystem or if they don't want to compete. Me hearing them cry about it is just like it's it, it triggers me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you ready for our what the fuck of the week? I am. I am. Comes courtesy of my brother, the New York Post comment and here we go there's no store article there's no uh video i will read the article a man's nightmare became a reality after he dreamed about cutting meat only to realize he sliced off his own genitals in his sleep kofi Ada, a farmer from south dakota ghana was dreaming about preparing meat for his family while asleep in his chair at home on august 12th the 42 year old man Say he does not know how or when he picked up a knife, but woke up confused in a pool of his own blood and extreme pain, according to BBC News Pigeon. I, I de sit inside chair way I doze off, so I de sleep. I dream say I de cut meat with day in front of me. Ada said in Ghana Pigeon English to the news outlet. After waking and realizing what had happened the man began to yell for help and with neighbors luckily wearing hearing him and rushing to his aid he was rushed to the hospital in critical condition but was stabilized and given fluids on august 16th ada told the reporters he needed surgery as well as as he completely severed his genitals ghana channel gh1 tv reported that ada's wife adawa konadu was at home when the incident occurred and she received a call from neighbors who was at the scene saying that he was bleeding profusely as he had cut off his manhood with a sharp knife. The outlet reported that when she arrived, she tried to stop the bleeding, reportedly used the diaper before driving her husband to St. Francis Xavier Hospital in Asenfosu. Uh, he was later transferred to Comfi Anoke Teaching Hospital in Kumasi, for further treatment, but is reportedly concerned that he cannot afford treatment. The farmer has detailed 
whether the farmer hasn't detailed whether he suffers from any sleep related conditions, but it's been theorized that he may be affected by parasomnia, a term used unusual behaviors suspected during different stages of sleep. According to Healthline, parasomnia condition includes nightmares, night terror, sleepwalking, sleep talking, and REM, sleep behavior disorder. And that's probably where I told you about the sleep rape one where you rape people when you sleep that's probably comes from that too um what do you think beards guy was think dreaming about cutting off meat and chopping meat and accidentally cut off his meat that's a fucking nightmare uh yeah it is a nightmare thank that's... you to my brother for providing the uh what the fuck of the week for this week yeah. thank thank you for that nightmare fuel my g <laughs> like i uh... <laughs> Like out of all the fucking things you can do by, while sleepwalking, that that's some oof, that's some horrible shit right there. <laughs> and then to like actually to wake up and see that you that you did that shit to yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah man, I, I'm, in, I'm in direct pain, man. Just thinking about it. And exactly, <laughs> I, we're not doing this live, but there's an image of a knife with uh, going through a piece of meat, and it's cut. It's it's not cut, but it's done in a way that where the knife is it looks like of course the top of your 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 meat and it's it's it's, it's triggering man it's triggering to even look at that image and knowing this story it is literally triggering i could not imagine it dude i would tie myself down every night if i knew i suffered from this shit i could not imagine that man dude I, cutting yeah. your shit oh god dude oh Oof. god Imagine if he went even went further to start preparing it as a meal and shit, and then he wakes up in his blood because and she's like, "Oh yeah, I, I ate the steak that you prepared. It tasted weird, but <laughs> oh, no, no." Oh, anything else to add, sir? Oh, no, man. I hope dude uh, heals up, and I hope they can fix him. That's ugh. as they said, he couldn't pay for a lot of treatment, so probably not. Oh man. Yep. Oh damn. Yeah, this sucks. All right, Beards, thank you for the fun episode. We are back, episode one hundred. Why don't you tell the wonderful people where they can find you and any requirement and uh suggestions that you <laughs> any requirements? have. Yeah. Oh god. Damn. We ended up the one hundred episode on that. <laughs> on that fucking nightmare. Um you can find me on Twitter. At uh, Bitsaki, that is B I T S A K E, uh, or the name Scorpio Report, either one will get you to my handle. You can find me on Instagram at Bitsaki, that is B I T S A K E. My um, my recommendation is uh, Primal. I fucking love that show. Um, it's the fact that they can tell, uh, it's it's um. It's storytelling at its finest. There's there's like no there's like a like in in the majority of the episodes there's no dialogue. So you're going all off of like uh the actions of the characters, their uh, facial expressions like like what they're doing like um it's it's great. I I, I want to make jokes about it and stuff like that but I don't want to ruin anything for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. So uh that's my recommendation. Go watch Primal. Okay, you you gave your your Twitter and all that stuff. Yep. Okay, cool. I did. I did. 
All right, my name is Khan. You can find me at Mobies, M-O-E-B-E-S, M-O-E-B-E-E-S on Twitter. Feel free to comment and uh, send me anything you would like. And then also, um, you can also reach us at In The Know, I-N-T-H-E-K-N-O-E, InTheKnow.com, a website where you can get caught up on all of our episodes and then also you can leave us comments and uh, requirements. And also through there, you can get our discords and join our discord too. Also where we uh, have a lot of uh, more stories and more information. Um, it's interesting. We were talking about um, um, suggestions. I had a few suggestions and I, I totally forgot a lot of them because the weeks have, uh, have passed on. But um, one of them I'm going to say is going to be a, a TV series. I want to suggest uh, the TV series The Sandman, which came on uh, Netflix. I think it was an excellent, excellent series. I thought at, yes, after, after episode six, I was a little bit off, like the tone and a lot of bit, a bit of the shift. I could I I thought that it should have been set up for like another season. It felt a little disjointed at that part. But aside from that. Um, overall, from beginning to end, I enjoyed the series immensely. I enjoyed the acting. I enjoyed the characters. And I hope, I cross my fingers and hope uh, that we could get another season out of it. It's going to be very interesting. It was very expensive, according to Neil Gaiman. So our chances of getting another season um, are probably nil. But I'm hoping that we can. Uh, my next suggestion is going to be for a movie that I consider to be maybe and close to being probably the best movie of this year. It's called RRR, so three R's. It's a Tollywood movie um, with a lot of Indian cast, and it goes into basically uh, the beginnings of where uh, Europe basically broke away from India before they went into their own civil war, where they had the migration between uh, basically the... Um, um, you know, the the um, Indian people who were Muslim and then Indian people who were basically Hindi and they started separating at that point because of um, a lot of what Europe did when they broke away. Uh, it goes into, I guess you could say, the beginning portions of that that kind of lead into that, um, looking at uh, um, historical characters. But the movie is not historical in a way like you would see a normal movie. Like it's very much over the top, very over the top. And if you're used to Bollywood style movies where you have, you know, dance numbers and all kinds of craziness, all that's in it. Um, the movie is fantastic. It follows basically um, two main characters and the way it's done, just the effects, everything that's done for the movie is is so good and refreshing uh, to watch a movie that's that that you can see it's inspired by, you know, American culture and Hollywood um, cinematography, but they put their own culture and their own flavor and their own ideas in it. So it, it allows you to, one, uh, understand other cultures and some of their history, but two, also be entertained um, at the same way at different with different things that they find interesting and the stuff they want in their movies that you normally don't find in yours. So definitely RRR. Is on Netflix. If I had one gripe, is that uh, it didn't need to be over three hours. <laughs> That's probably my <laughs> one only gripe for it. It is a very, very long movie. But from the stories that they were telling and how they do their stories, it is perfect. I suggest if you have Netflix, watch the movie. 
for me, it is movie of the year. Movie of the year. And I love nice. Batman. I love Batman. And I'm putting it up as movie of the year. Trust me, it's wow. a very, very good movie. I think you all that should watch it. Breeze. Yeah, it's very good, dude. You should definitely watch it. Um, very, very good uh, Tollywood movie. And that's my suggestion. Um, before we go, Beers, any FUs you want to share out? I'm sure there's a couple. Any FUs that you want to give out before we, we shut her down? Just fuck you to the uh, to the Santas and and Abbott for like actually using uh for actually using like uh migrants for political purposes like oh, uh for yeah yeah that, that is some shitty yeah. for using people who are like fleeing like war gang violence and hardships just to use them to get some cheap um some cheap uh political points and like yeah. uh yeah and. Photo shit. That that's some that's some some ghoulish shit, man. But yeah, uh, fuck those guys. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, my big fuck you goes to my man, Crying Ryan, um, over at Sony, uh, crying about <laughs> Sony, Sony. I want you to keep the same energy, so folks. You killed my Dreamcast and Sega Saturn through exclusives <laughs> you took madden one of the biggest american games and kept it off the platform to the point that they had to make up nfl 2k under the 2k series to be able to have sports games you killed it off their system you took final fantasy and other games japanese games off of sega systems and you killed their systems period off of exclusives off of exclusives you killed their systems they could not sell in other markets because games that are needed in those markets were exclusive to your platform guess what you found a real one in microsoft they got the money to pay the real <laughs> those petty ass fucking games so keep that energy keep it and microsoft fuck the playstation people if they want to play fucking call of duty tell them to turn on their fucking phones subscribe to game pass and they can play call of duty when they do keep that energy and with that folks i would say shoot the shit don't be shit peace out everybody peace <laughs>